everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. I'm super excited. Well, I guess I always am excited, but today you're about to get more, more excited when you see who's with me today. But what happened is we've been talking about the power of our story. See, everybody who's a Christian, you have a story, you have a testimony, you have something God did in your life and how God affected you. And I want you to think about the power of that and actually how I think that's epic. Now, I don't know if you're going to agree, but I think it's epic that the God of the universe has come and created us so we can have a relationship with him. And he uses things in our life to bring us to a place where we can have a something happen moment. And then we actually experience God and we become adopted by God as his child. And to me, the fact that God gave his only begotten son, Jesus, so all that could happen becomes incredible. And so everybody has a story. And Shanisha is with me today. And I got to know Shanisha when she was in a life group, Pam and I hosted, of people that we believe were leaders. We actually reached out and found people who had leadership ability and we wanted to spend time together. And by the way, we fell in love with you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> did we? And probably the one thing I want to say is that Shanisha surprised us uh, with uh, her vivacious uh, uh, spirit and how fun she is, but also how smart she is. Uh, Tracy's here today and Tracy will tell you that we were all wowed by your intellect, <laughs> your intellectual you. ability. So it would be fun because I just learned this. Tell us what you do for a living. I'm an intensive mental health case manager. So I work for a nonprofit um, and we're contracted with LA County DCFS and probation. So it's me and a team of people. We go into the home and we help the foster parent or bio parent um, understand the client's behaviors and mental health diagnosis. Okay. And that is heavy duty and huge need right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, kind of crazy when um with a lot of the stuff that happened with COVID-19 with people being put at home some people you know who may have felt that like working from home is maybe a little bit easier my job got harder because we have a lot of families who have foster families you know you you didn't have the kid in the home 24 7 now and now you do or you're trying to juggle how to work and have smaller children who do have certain diagnoses or on certain medication and so it's like now my team instead of us going into the home to help we have to help them by video and <laughs> that's totally yeah. different you know so yeah and i would assume this so tell me if i'm right but i would assume that very often you're working with children who are a little more um high risk Mm -hmm. And so, and they need more in more attention and more intentional help. Mm -hmm. And and that's a hard part of your job and a needed part of your job. Yeah, it is. We work from age with ages zero to 19. So it, it's difficult, more so difficult lately with the smaller ones, because like I said, it's from video and trying to help and equip the parents and give them the tools needed to help the kids with their triggers or trauma and things like that. So it's, it's, challenging but I always feel like and I'm always telling Tracy that I, when I get hard cases I'm like God gave me this case for a reason so I just you know move forward yeah and I want to say I believe I, I know you but obviously because of my theology and what I believe I believe God placed you there as someone he's having bring his love and his care to people's lives and I'm sure you shine out with that thank you yeah and a lot of the people you're helping have post-traumatic stress mm -hmm which, uh, by the way, the good news, we're learning more about that. Mm -hmm. um, and we're learning how we can help people. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what's so sad is years ago, we didn't even know about it, really. We mm -hmm. knew very little. Um, even people who knew, knew very little. Mm -hmm. And so people went for a long period of time not being able to be helped or free. Mm -hmm. And you get a chance to do that now. Mm -hmm. You get a chance to bring healing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it, 
I thank God for being able to um, allow me to go and get the education I needed to um, work in this field with this target population that I work with. So, Yeah. And you were in the Army? Yes, I'm an Army vet. Eight years. That is so cool. By the way, I would, and not that I'm saying this facetiously, <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you for your acknowledgement. Yeah, I because it. I, it does matter. And it matters you did that. And, and I know that was a big part of your life, big part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I uh, joined when I was 17. I was still in high school. So I kind of wanted to do something. 9-11 was a big big thing to me it happened when I was in 10th grade and I wanted to do some I tried to join when I was 16 actually and the recruiter was like how old are you I'm like 16 he's like come see me when you're 17 I'm like I got three more months and so literally I joined um when I was 17 and I finished everything up part of high school then right after high school and went off to college so yeah okay so uh um Maybe we're getting too personal here, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. And you, you're strong. You're strong moment. But so we're sitting in my house uh -huh. and we're going around getting to know each other. Do you remember how awkward the beginning was? Yes. Matter of fact, I got to tell you guys this. Uh, it was a singles group uh -huh. uh, that I and I chose leaders, strong leaders in our church who were single. And the first couple of nights we met, the men sat on one side and the women on the on other. On the other. Yeah. <laughs> and only people who kind of knew each other kind of set, but we were just like. And I, I think I told Tracy, my thing was um, because, um, and this will play into my story later with getting connected and getting more involved in the church. I didn't know many people. I probably knew one other person that was at your house. So I literally would like the one other person, I would sit in my car until that other person got there so we could go in together because I felt awkward like going in and I didn't know anybody. So yeah. Yeah. And then I have these vicious little dogs. Remember that? Yeah. 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 Which we had to control. Yeah. But so anyway, we're going around the room and we're starting to learn about each other's lives and stories and, mm -hmm. and all of that. And we get to you mm -hmm. and um, I, here's the thing. My guess then was that you were like 22, 23. Uh, I'm going to keep referring to Tracy. You too. Right. So we're sitting there and I'm going, wait, wait, like what? Like, there's no way you could be, but you look it, you look like you're 22 or 23 to me. Thank you. No, you guys are all surprised because I said I have four kids and everyone was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And at the time, whatever their ages were, I don't remember, but now they're 17, 16, eight and five. And everyone was like, how old are you? <laughs> I wasn't the only one. Huh. So I was like, yeah, those are my babies. Yeah. And then the other thing that I loved is I happened to be going on social media and I saw that you do TikTok. Yeah. That's how you stay fun with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article recently that said senior pastors should not be on TikTok. <laughs> And I'm not, so I'm not embarrassing you guys. Okay. I'm not going to, but I thought that was so fun, but you were great on it. I Thank love watching you. you, you and your daughters. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's just a way for me to spend more time with the kids. You know, we get on there, even me and my oldest, we are always like on TikTok, and she'll send me a video and she's like, let's do this. So then we take turns trying to learn the dance or I put the little ones in my eight year old just got on one. He's like, can I do this one? So it's, it's how we spend quality time as a family. We all like to dance and joke. So I, I enjoy doing TikToks. Okay, I love that too. <laughs> so what I did is I was preaching. We're talking in a series on get in the game. And mm -hmm. by the way, I believe you're in the game. So mm -hmm. we're all playing and we want to do our part. And uh, what I said is we all have a story to tell mm -hmm. and we all ought to be able to tell our story when God opens the door. And so if you weren't a part of that sermon, you can go hear it. But I talk about that I believe that one of the easiest ways to tell our story is using BC, mm -hmm. before Christ, what my life was like, something happened because no matter who you are 
God did something and mm-hmm. something happened and you opened up and committed your life to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then now what? Our lives are better. Our lives are different. Mm-hmm. Our lives are experiencing him. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we were talking about, well, like we need people to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to point to Tracy again. Tracy goes, oh, Shanisha has got to tell hers. Uh, and I could not wait. So what you all are about to hear is Shanisha's BC something happened. Now what? So all of a sudden, let's say we're in Starbucks together and, uh-huh. and we're talking and we're friends. And um, I'm like going, well, okay, what's different about you? Why are you who you are? And what would you say? I would say my before Christ is that um, my grandmother raised me. My grandmother was older. Um, um, I have two younger siblings. And so I'm from Arkansas. So I feel like being from the South, everyone goes to church. But it takes a while before you realize what that meaning is. So... The first part of my story is that around age 13, I was at church and I feel like I was just going through a lot, confused on why my life was the way it was, why I was raised a certain way. And I was like, let me just try Jesus. So um, I walked up during altar call, gave my life to Christ. And I feel like from there, when you know, when people ask, like, when did you get saved? I'm like, oh, I've been saved since I was 13. But it was like a challenge, you know, it's kind of like in and out, in and out. I was gray a lot. Um, but I always felt like I follow God and I had that background. However, I feel like my faith was tested and I really found God. Um, a few years ago, um, I went through a divorce and through my separation, I was so angry at God and I would still come to church cause I'm always a big believer on my kids are watching me. So we still came to church, but it was nothing like before. I'd sit all the way at the top and I had this, I'm going to do what I want mentality because I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to and my life went through shambles. So I'm just going to do me. And it's vivid because it was literally around three months of me doing what I wanted to do, being angry at God. Um, I was here at church and you gave a powerful message um, that talked about fear and something else. But then at the end, when you gave your, um, called to like come forward in the prayer you were talking about someone who's straight away from God and it's okay to come back and rededicate your life and I was in tears and I just remember coming down in tears and going back to the room and telling the lady all the stuff that I had done wrong and just rededicating my life to God but I wanted it to be different than when I gave my life to Christ at the age of 13 and you always talk about connecting so I made sure that I got connected Um, Me and the kids that summer, we went to Next Steps with Chuck. We got plugged in. I became a greeter. I started getting into small groups and doing different things like that and just being a part of it. I went to divorce care uh, at our church, which really helped me. And I feel like that's my before that took place for that because after, it was totally different. I was struggling with figuring out if I'm going to, well, which I stopped during that time, paying my tithes. And I was like, I can't. I'm a single parent now. I don't know what to do. I, since then, I've been able to pay my tithes. I've, God has just shown out in my life, as I like to say, and things that he's been able to do for me and placing me in the path to help others, give my testimony, to speak out, because what I had before that is nothing like what I have now and I'm really 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 thankful and um I feel like my my favorite scripture is Romans eight twenty eight, and I hold that dear because 
I hold it even closer now because I can look back and see all the things that I went through in my life. But I'm like, God calls it to work for his good, regardless what I go through. And that no matter how far I stray, I can always come back to him. So it's just my story. He's allowed me to forgive, not be bitter, and to move forward and help others. Okay, that is awesome. That is really awesome. Thank you. I love that I got to be a part of your story. Oh, Pastor Chuck, you're so much a part of my story. You have no idea. <laughs> you know what is, um, um, for all those who are watching, but even I know you know this because you've been here a while, is mm -hmm. when I get ready to give the invitation, I, I just pray silently, Lord, is there somebody I should be talking to? Mm -hmm. So that day it was you. That day God's giving me your story. Yeah. And uh, how did that feel? <sighs> it it felt scary and good because I, I've, I've been at the, t during that three months, I was, like I said, I was still coming to church, but I felt like I really wasn't paying attention. I wasn't there. I heard you give it and it wasn't for me, but like he had been dealing with me that whole day. Cause that morning I had been dealing with something. And then I remember I was sitting there and literally I was dealing with a situation where I was in a situation where I knew I shouldn't be doing it. And I was trying to rationalize why or what I've done before and that whole message that day about fear and stepping out um in Christ and then just when you spoke and you said that and I was like what am I doing like I know better I was just so convicted but just to like feel that release of okay here I go I'm gonna trust you you got me you came still looking for me regard like the stuff that I've done in the past three months like you still love me it just it felt so good and just to trust in him afterwards and just you know things happen and it's like I get my moment I cry I go through it and it's just like God I give this to you so yeah yeah and you know one of the things that I feel like I got to know about you is I feel like you um I'm gonna use my the term I think that comes to mind I feel like you have a courageous faith now and that is that if you believe God wants you to do something, you're going to do it. Some of the things you've shared, I don't want to make yeah. you share them now, but in our life, we mm -hmm. shared life. Yeah. And some of the things you shared, I sat there going, whoa, you were willing to do what I think would take a courageous faith. Mm -hmm. And then every time you did it, you found God blessing that. I learn more and more when I go through things, how I should have just listened to him in the first place. And I think that's what I share with you guys. Like there's times where I know he's speaking to me, he's telling me something and I'm like, mm, that's the win. I ain't hear him talking to me. Like, <laughs> like no. Nah. And then something will happen or scripture will get said or my children will say something and I'll go, okay, I hear you. And a lot of times in the back of my head, I have my reason why I didn't do what you said at first. Then I do it. And my reason is like, stupid. Like, if you had done what I told you to do the whole time, like, this was going to be there. This was going to be there. So I do that. A lot of times, the videos I post on, um, like, my Instagram account and social media, like, I literally am very transparent when God tells me to be. Because there are certain things in my life, I'm like, oh, he hasn't told me to say that. But, like, I feel the need to talk about divorce or be transparent about finances or raising children when he tells me to speak. And it's really crazy, like, people who like comment or write back and like oh I needed that today or I've been dealing with this and it's like that just further confirms like this is why you waited for me to say this this is why you put me through this so I can be able to help somebody else that's going through it yeah oh yeah and I think that's one of the things I love second Corinthians chapter one says that God comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will comfort others in their affliction mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, the idea is that um, God blesses, but then he wants us to turn around and bless others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God gives to us, but we turn around and give to others. Yeah. And you live that out. You're living that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So cool. Well, I love your story. I love that I got to be a part of your story, uh, which maybe that's pretty selfish, but I do love that. <laughs> and and I love you're a part of our church family. So I just want thank you and your kids and, thank you. and and all that's happening. So that's really, really cool. But thank you for being here and thank, thank you for sharing your story. No problem. We love Crossroads anytime. All right. So everybody out there, you have a story to tell. You have something to share. And so if you know Jesus, I believe this, that God has you and I here so we can be a testimony. Revelation 12, 11 says something really interesting. It's talking about the fact that we can overcome the devil because we actually are under the blood of Christ and we have a word of testimony. We have a story, our own story we can tell and that we don't even love our lives to the end. In other words, we love Jesus more than life itself. And so if you live those three things out, you're going to find incredible things happen. So think about your story and why don't you be gutsy enough this week or maybe uh, today even and say to somebody who doesn't know Jesus, Hey, I, I wonder if you'd let me tell you my story. I just have been practicing this. I want to be able to try it out. Would you listen? And a lot of people are going to say yes to that. And then your story may be a difference in their story in their lives. So don't uh, uh, don't hold back. So I want to uh, tell you guys, don't forget about Wednesday night. Can't wait to work together on Wednesday and on Sunday and throughout the week. God bless you guys.